Yeah, I say yowie, wowie. That's the <laughs> Joey. <laughs> that is not the JoJo I know. I'm done, y'all. What is up, guys? This is Grapples Tables, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to who would have thunk that the Toronto Raptors are going to the NBA Finals? Sweep. Well, oh, they're gonna get. They're gonna get a, a, a sweep of Jays. Sweep of annihilation. But sweep after after Jace. Game Three, I was like, oh, this Toronto's got this in the bag. Once they put Kawhi on Giannis, it was a wrap. Giannis was on total lockdown. That's it. He's going oh, nowhere. Down. Oh, down. He's like, you mine. Come here. <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples the Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. two. Apples, you're not listening to us on SoundCloud? Maybe you got an iPhone. Maybe you got that Apple podcast. You don't like iPhone like uh, your boy Shades does? Got William, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian. Has his uh, dinosaur phone? Who has Google Play? Oh, you gotta leave my phone alone. My phone <laughs> is not even on uh, Google Play Music. It's not even that old. It's like three years old. It's, it's paid pretty, off. Pretty old. We Gucci. Like three and a half. It's not four years. That thing's a VCR, bro. Bro, it's not. It works perfectly fine. It has all the features that I need, and it's paid off. So what do I care? I've seen eight track things that are more advanced. Cheep, cheep. Yo, get out of my face. <laughs> pretty dinosaur phone. <laughs> pretty dinosaur. Phone. We just gonna do this about my phone the entire show? We can. As usual. I am one of your hosts, the very sexual, mm. the very doit, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, <laughs> your boy, Shades, always joined by my hetero life mate, Aww. Will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is. And on this very special day of double or nothing... We have a few guests with us. We have double the guests. Because it was going to be either double or nothing. Stop it. <laughs> it's because we're fat, right? <laughs> is that what it is? It's a fat guy podcast. Right <laughs> All four of us are fat guys. All right, fat guy number one, want to introduce himself? Uh, I'm Will the Thrills, older brother. I bees that for him. Because he's bees that for everybody else. <laughs> So I be's here for you guys now. <laughs> that might be the best <laughs> But he didn't give us his name. He you go. The, the big oog dog. The big oog. Oh the my big God. oog dog. And I should have went first because I had nothing to follow that <laughs> one up. It's my brother-in-law. It's the, it's the brother. It's Steve's We got Tom in the house tonight. Let's go, baby. Tommy oh, boy. boy. Tommy boy. We're the Suburban Brothers tag oh. team. Not yet, in a month. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Suburban. Yeah. <gasps> Yo, join the club, buddy. Go see. <laughs> you can barely afford this. Go that's, that's big facts. <laughs> so I'll be suburban homeless. <laughs> so, gentlemen, AEW's double or nothing has just wrapped up maybe a half hour ago. We're going to give you our thoughts, some recaps, some reviews. But first, Justin, do me a favor and ring that bell. All right, so it was AEW's first ever pay-per-view. Um, All In doesn't really count because it wasn't under the 
AEW banner. So this is their first official show. Kicked off with what they called the buy-in, which featured two matches. The first match being the 21-man Casino Battle Royale, which featured um, some, but not exclusively to Jungle Boy, Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger, um, Luchasaurus, which I don't. That was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else was yeah. in this thing? Uh, Marco Stunt, Sunny Kiss, um, Billy Gunn, Glacier, Joey Janela. The list goes on. I could probably, if I give it enough time, I could probably list all of them. The guy with no legs. Oh yeah, I forgot his name. The guy who has no legs, Sunny Days. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer was in there. There's a whole big, you know, very similar to the battle royal that they had to open all in. The stipulation of this match, however, was the winner of this match was going to be facing off against the winner of the main event, and the winner of that match would then become the first ever AEW world champion. Now, this match was, I thought, pretty fun. Pretty much from start to finish, we missed maybe the first... 30 seconds of the match, something like that, as we were trying to figure out. We didn't see the walk-in, that's it. Right, the first five that came out, we didn't catch. Uh, Because I was trying to figure out the Roku thing, and then it was on YouTube, but it wasn't on their YouTube channel like they said it was. They had to go onto TNT's YouTube channel. It was a bit of a a scramble, but... We got there. We got there, and it was super entertaining. There was spots galore. I mean, there was some fan service stuff, like Glacier freezing sunny days with the mist. Um... Joey Janela going through a table that I thought he was going to die. Tommy Dreamer's garbage can cover parade. Yeah, Tommy yeah, uh, Havoc. I mean, Jimmy Havoc stapling Tommy Dreamer. Ouch. In, yeah, in that, both heads. <laughs> in both heads. Um, what other notable spots were there? Well, my uh, the artist formerly known as Ty Dillinger came out. So Okay, so number 10 spot. the interesting thing about this battle royal is the way it was set up was that the competitors all drew cards, and the, based on which card you drew, uh, that would determine when you came out. And you would come out in groups of five. So five wrestlers started the match, and then after a, a predetermined amount of time, the next five, the next five, the next five, and then the last man, number 21, would draw the Joker card, he'd be the last man out. So the first five came out, the second, fi- the second four came out, and my and my and, uh, Hugo and I were talking about this yesterday, how Sean Spears when he was in WWE, his gimmick was Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, blah blah blah. So the way to do this would be for the first four to come out, and then wait for the tenth guy to come out, and that's exactly what they did. The four came out, they were fighting amongst each other, and then the crowd ten, ten, right. I think if I'm going to say his music hit, did it? His music yes. hit. His music, music hit. hit. He had like a hood on or something like that. He comes out, tattoo sleeve, wearing tights now, his hair shaved in a mohawk. He had a scarf that had the number 10 at the bottom of yeah. it. Really? I didn't yeah. catch that. It was two seconds. Like you saw it, he took it off, and it, when he took it off, he, it picked up. And you see the one zero, the 10. Nice. And then he fell so, away. So, and what's great is that they were able to play on the 10 thing without like really leaning on it. Yeah. So like, the fans are all about the 10 thing. He was doing the 10 thing. But the announcers never Mentioned referenced it, it yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a smart thing to do here because you don't want to seem like you're trying to sponge off of you know of whatever WWE was doing. So he comes in the ring and I forgot who he had some sort of like altercation with where he throws the... Oh, it was MJF. Because MJF initially like mocks him with the 10 and, throws, and he flips him off. And so when Ty gets the... I'm sorry, when Sean Spears... Gets the upper hand. He does the 10 back at him and flips him off. Um, Good showing for Sean Spears. Unfortunately for 
my brother, that was his pick, but he did not win. Uh, I had MJF, who lasted to the final four and then the final two. He was my MVP for that match, by the way. That's because you like how much of a D-bag he is. He's such a meanie. I loved him. That's my guy right there. Yeah. So, the final, so we get to the, the, the Joker card or whatever, and the music hits, and I see the Titantron, and I go, it's Hangman Page! Because, of course it's Hangman Page, because him and Pac had the match that was called off, and then he was quote-unquote hurt, so he couldn't wrestle, but he came out as the number 21 competitor, um, and then when he thought he won, MJF tried to take him out, but then it ended up being that Hangman did in fact win. So Hangman won the... 21-man Casino Battle Royal, so he is now one of the number one contenders for the AEW World Championship. So Controversially. No controversy. Well, with Tom. Well, because Tom had to make it a controversy because Tom <laughs> was being annoying. If there's anything Tom knows how to do is sell an injury. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sells a brain injury every day of his life, so. I hang out with you too much, though. <laughs> Some red part day over here. <laughs> so for those keeping score, I picked MJF, so that's a zero for me. Uh, Shades had picked Joy Janello, so that's a zero for him. So we start the, the night goose egg to goose egg. Don't worry, chicken bird. The next match on the pre-show. The pre-show was uh, the buy-in, right? The that's buy-in. What called? The, buy-in. the buy-in. Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm, Guevara, whatever. Guevara, Guevara. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> this is why I want you to do all the Spanish names. <laughs> you really, like, Dominican it up. For, for this. I picked Sammy. Mm-hmm. I lost. You did. The few, one of the few times that I did tonight. Oh, whatever, bro. Because <laughs> your boy Shades now is going by the Prophet. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> I am going by the Prophet. Kip Sabian beats Sammy Guevara. Guevara. See, I figured Kip was going to win. Uh, because, A, the way they've been playing off Sammy Guevara on the... All Elite, um, being the Elite show on YouTube. I've been kind of playing it up at like he's kind of arrogant and all this other stuff. And on top of that, people know, oh, excuse me, bless you. People know who Sammy Guevara are. Not a lot of people know who Kip Sabian is. So I figured this is a way that AEW can boost one of their lesser known talents. And so that's why I figured that he was going to win that match. And I'm glad that I chose correctly because God knows I would need it for the next four matches. This <laughs> <laughs> being of which, the following match to open the main card proper was what? Oh, hold on. We can't just okay. Okay, go ahead. speed past. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. They're closing out the buy-in. Mm-hmm. You have the Bucks out there and Brandy and Cody and Kenny. And Kenny, um, excuse me, Cody's mid-conversation, mid-sentence. Mid-promo, basically. And they just black screen. And they start trying to get the show ready. So it's just like, oh, who cares about the people watching at home? This was for the people that were there. Mm-hmm. For that, just cut it after, what was it, the the Sabian match? Mm-hmm. Or end it after the promo package that they did for AEW? Do a segue, have them pause, and then go to black. Yeah. 
I, I thought that was a little um, unprofessional. It was very WWE-esque, especially that we complained about it for Money in the Bank. And we complained that they had Naomi come out during the pre-show, and during the main show, she opens doing her little dance still. And then they open the show, none of them in sight. So I think, while I'm not defending AEW per se, I do think it's different. And now, I will, yes, they should have timed it better. Because I think what happened here was they didn't time properly when the YouTube live feed ends and when the, the paid promotion starts. So Cody should have been out there. All of them should have been out there 30 seconds sooner so they could have finished their spiel, fireworks, blah, 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 and then go into the main show proper. It's what they should have done. They, they went out a little too late. What I think the difference is, and where I where I wasn't bothered by this, but I was bothered bothered at Money in the Bank, was they made the active decision to have Naomi, a competitor who's set to compete in a match on the main show proper, come out during the pre-show, which she didn't need to be. She had no business being part of the pre-show because she's in the main show match. So they had her come out early just to cut her off and then have her resume when they came back on the air, which that that's kind of my big difference, is that it's not like they were, okay, Cody, you guys are going to be part of the main show, let's start you at the pre-show, cut you off, and then pick up where you left off. It was, they were supposed to talk for the pre-show, they ran a little long, or whatever the case is, and then they had to, show, they had to start the show proper, so they just, alright, whatever, we, we, our time is up, time to start the show proper. Kind of disagree on that one. Because the I way major, major <clears throat> disagree on that the way one. they did the intro, they were introducing the pay per view. Right. Welcome to a. They did this whole four man right. shtick. Right. Welcome to. Welcome to. Yeah. To me, that calls after opening promo package, and then Cody should have came out to officially open the pay per view by welcoming everybody. Mm-hmm. But okay, so but that's that's a difference between. You thinking about the order they do it and whether or not they did. But that like does when play they did to your Naomi in, argument where she's coming out for a match on the main card. That should have been a promo on the main card, not awkwardly being cut see, off but, like the Sopranos the, fade to black. But the point that I'm making is that the decision was like it was never in question whether Naomi was going to be on the pre-show or on the main show. Naomi's going to be on the main show, and they brought her out early for no reason. The this your what you're arguing basically is that this promo could have been saved. For the main show, so it's a different the the I don't know I don't know how to explain this. I don't think I'm explaining this properly. The the context is different. No, I get I get that, but if you're t- if you're saying welcome to AEWW double nothing, mm-hmm. I kind of think the show started already when it really hasn't. Again, that's a, but that's a different argument than. I think we're making. And, and and I'm not necessarily saying that I disagree that that should have been the start of the show proper. But I think they did the same with All In. When they did All In, they had everyone come out and talk for the pre-show so that they're not wasting people's money with talking and opening the, the show with a promo. That's the same thing they did with All In. When I was there, they did the same thing. They came out, yada, yada, yada. Then they cut out, you know, FBI warnings and blah, blah, blah. And then show starts proper. Yeah, but at least they got to finish what they were saying before they got cut off. That's the difference. It's he was he's in the middle of talking and they cut him off. My I'm saying that I'm not saying it's not a production botch. I'm saying the production botch isn't as bad as it was for WWE in my opinion. I, you're you're absolutely wrong in my opinion. Absolutely wrong. Because at least 
she came out on the pre-show and her match was still first. For what? Just to get her out. Why? That made no sense. Maybe it was a production botch. That's okay. it. And then she came out. But that's a major production botch for her to come out early. How is that not a major production botch for AEW? It's not major. They just ran out of time. They got cut off. You're being... No, no. You're, you're contradicting yourself. They're two different it's things. It's not, though. They're very it's different really things. They're not. not the, they're it's, not... You're not comparing apples and apples. Yes, you are. No, you're ha- You have somebody they're, actually introducing his show. Their first big show. Yes. Their first show. Okay. And he's on the... the Pre show mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. not aware of time. So, again, one, that's being unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Two, they have him sp- still speaking, and then it cuts off for us who are home watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're live, you get to see what's going on, but we don't know what he says after that. Mm-hmm. Then you get the, the, the intro to the show, and then they're gone. They're off the stage, so we don't even know mm-hmm. what happens after that. And then we get. SCU versus was the uh, the, the strong hearts. Strong hearts. Mm-hmm. I was calling the good hearts, and that's not right. So having Naomi come out, yeah, unprofessional on WWE, but at least it was a continuation of her and having her match. This is completely, I, in my opinion, at least, completely the only, wrong. The, the, done, the, run, done wrong. Excuse me. The only pass I give AEW is that this is their technically their first show live ever. WWE has been doing it for how many years? So if if WWE can't get their timing right by you know I don't know year forty, 40 they should something. you know I mean there's something wrong there. AEW they they're they're putting their guys out blah 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 they're talking they're talking to the fans and yeah. like yeah maybe they did run out of time and it is it is a little unprofessional because sure. they should have been hitting sure. their times hitting their marks when they should have been. Sure, mm-hmm. but you kind of gotta give them a tiny bit of slack. Because it was their first show, you know, they're still trying to figure out, like, they were try- trying to figure out the camera angles. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out when, you know, even they had a problem with the um, the names. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Trust we'll me, we'll get to that. Yeah. But it was like, it was like, that was the problem. Because they're so new, and they're still trying to figure but, themselves out. They're, they're, they're crawling right now. But you know what? In that we'll segment... The people involved in that segment are not new to the business. Yeah. You yeah. got you got decades of experience. So are we just going to no-sell the fire truck that just blared by the window? <laughs> For those of you listening at home, I apologize. A emergency service vehicle just happened to drive by my house, because why not? Brooklyn no. is hot! Because yeah. what's an episode of Gravel's Apples without some sort of police or fire or ambulance? Well, they're posting site? up right across the street. Are they're they not really? going anywhere, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. oh come yeah. on. I got an episode to record, y'all! <laughs> you know why? Because <laughs> this conversation's getting this hot. They had to come and cool us off real quick. But I think I think Ugo does raise, uh, raise a valid point. We are, like, you. we're comparing AEW's first show to WWE's like 8,000. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes. No. It's unprofessional. Yes, it's it's, right. it's a right. botch. I I do not think they are the same. And I think that's the argument that we're on. I think the two botches are different botches. But botch is botch. Let's just move on. I, I, I just, in, in the closing, I agree with you, Hugo. I just think that you have your AEW blinders on and they can do no wrong to you right now. They were both botching loops. How's that one? And then we can rest on that and hug and kiss. I don't know about the kissing part, but the hugging is all right. I'm definitely with that. This has been mad long. (laughs) Sahara? Shut up. M. I.
So the first match on the main proper was SoCal Uncensored, the team of Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, SCU, taking on Sima, T-Hawk, and Al Lindemann, the team of Stronghearts. These are three competitors that are part of OWE, the Chinese wrestling promotion that has a partnership with AEW that was announced very early on. Um, and this was a good match. I thought it was a very good showing for the Stronghearts, which it oh, needed yeah. to be. Everyone knows what SCU can do. You know, even if you're not really well-versed in what's been going on in the indie scene or the, the world outside of WWE, like, Ugo, you're not, like, the, the most well-versed guy, but you know who Christopher Daniels is. I know. You know? He's old. <laughs> like, you know that like, you know that Christopher Daniels has been around. You know that he's he's a name that's worth listening to and, and being around. Yeah. So when you have him with Frankie and Scorpio having a match with these guys... And they can really shine a light on them. I think it really does wonders for not only this group of guys, but this company that they're going to be working with. Because if AEW is going to succeed in a partnership with this company, they have to get you to have matches like this. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was a good match. It was uh, good. I was surprised by the result, to be honest. I wasn't. He's clairvoyant. <laughs> I wasn't. It's so annoying. <laughs> the, prophet, the, prophet the prophet shades. The prophet shades speaks. I thought they were gonna try, and again, because they're trying to boost up their their the partnership with OWE. I thought the Stronghearts were gonna go over. I was wrong. SCU went over, which in hindsight makes sense. They're the opener. Fans love SCU. You get the crowd going to start the show. They were slightly makes, over. They were slightly. <laughs> just, just slightly. They had you know signs and you know chanting. <laughs> They're kind of new. You only had the crowd saying a long word for word with their whole you know, shtick of this is the worst city I've ever been to. Yeah. You know, just slightly over. If they didn't win, they would have rioted. <laughs> <laughs> so, in hindsight, it does make sense, but whatever. No one likes you, Shades. I do. You see, that doesn't work if I have other people in the he's room. O- he's just... okay. He's okay. <laughs> I'm on the fence. I'm still trying to decide. <laughs> After how many years of knowing him? Over know. a decade of knowing like I'm on the fence. It's about... <laughs> <laughs> I look in the mirror. But I don't like the face. Shimmy cricket. We can't have one episode without something knocking or dropping. Where's Peter, man? My phone. So, so next match, we had a triple threat match. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Smiley Kylie Ray. Mm-hmm. Going to take three ladies on. But before they get the match kicking, Brandy Rose comes out. And she says, and she's, she's in full, full gear. wrestling gear. Full fine. gear. Looking fine. Mm. She's all right. Oh, easy, big kill. Simmer down now. <laughs> Simmer down now. So she's out, full wrestling gear. We're like, yo, Fatal 4, Brandy Rose? Rhodes, excuse me? I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't really know how well-versed as a wrestler she is. She's okay. Is she on this, like... She's not on the level of these, of these three. I think she's okay. like a three-move pony. She doesn't have much. She's... Most of her experience is as Cody's valet. Okay. She did some work in Women of Honor, but she was hurt most of the time that she was doing that stuff. Remember, when she was in WWE training at NXT, they moved her over to be a ring announcer. So that's what they thought of her in-ring work. But that's how... Not to get too into WWE, that's also how they try out some of their women. Alexa Bliss was a ring announcer at one point. Because like if you're if you're NXT, a very if you're a pretty face and you have a good voice, they put like a mic hey, in your hands. let's just put a mic in our hands first and see what. I we would go not from there. imagine Alyssa was the ring announcer. Dead's video. 
I don't know if that'd be. She's a good, good on the mic, so. <laughs> When's JoJo coming back? Well, she just had the Dead baby. Maternity. Oh, okay. it's like just had the baby, like I last miss week. Tears. Okay. Um, the last picture I saw after she gave birth, I was like, "That's yeah. she just had it's over. Not, it's not, over. That's not the JoJo I know, <laughs> bro." She had that no makeup is, on I, I said, "I said, yowie, wowie." That's the JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the JoJo I know. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode. <laughs> now don't touch that dial. This is getting good oh, now. Oh my jeez. So Brandy Rhodes is out, and she said, "I didn't want this match to be great. great. I wanted this match." To be awesome. Should have said it like the Miz. Yo, she said awesome. And I was like, the Miz can't come out. He doesn't work here. <laughs> I, and I was just like, oh, that's going to be awesome, Kong. And then she just like steps out to the side and like awesome Kong comes out. And I love that the way they they had her come out. Where they had the cameraman behind her. Mm-hmm. And she was just walking out. And I was like, oh, yeah, William and I are definitely going to eat an L tonight. <laughs> we did not see Awesome Kong coming out. I mean, you know, ten seconds before she came out, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely Awesome Kong. But I would have never, ever in a million years guessed that Awesome Kong was going to come out tonight. Yeah, I'm definitely not. But the match that they had wasn't a bad match. Nope. No, not at all. I, so I liked what they did here in terms of how they used Awesome Kong. You can tell that she hasn't been working a lot, and I think you can kind of tell that she wasn't planned for this until last minute, mm-hmm. because she had a few spots, and then she'd be resting outside of yeah, the Yeah, she disappeared. Right, and then the rest of the other three girls would do their thing. So yeah. I'm like, I think these three girls had their match planned out, and then they got Awesome Kong on in the last minute, or maybe last week or something like that, and they're like, okay, how do we incorporate her without jeopardizing the rest of the match? And I think they did it flawlessly, because mm-hmm. she never felt out of place, she never felt like she was exposed. She did what she did. She had a couple spots where she was out. She did the power of the, the Tower of Doom. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she showed off her power. But at the end of the day, this match was about Britt, Nyla, and Kylie. Yeah, and my girl, Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts up a two spot for your boy Shades. So the, for those of the you profit. Keep, those of you keeping score at home. Jeremy's now two and two, and I am one and three. Who's Bebe is she again? Oh, Adam that's Cole's Adam, Bebe. Adam Cole's Bebe. <laughs> that's Adam Cole's Bebe. <laughs> Bebe. <laughs> Britt Baker. Was it D D M D now? Britt Baker D. For those in uh, Oklahoma, that for those of you in Oklahoma, that means she's a dentist. People in Oklahoma probably like, oh, I didn't know that. One's a dentist. I am so sorry for the people. Yo, that. That, that was, oh, come on. Uh, that was rude. Oh, the disrespect. They're going to smack you with corn, bro. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> JR's right, barbecue. I'm done after that. Uh, JR's barbecue sauce. JR's barbecue sauce. Moving forward. <laughs> so we followed one women's match with another women's match. Uh, no, we did not. Negative. Did we not? No. Yeah. Well, you don't have to read. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have my? Oh, cause I, I, okay, never mind. What you put out? You put it. Oh, you put because I'm looking on Wikipedia. That's why. Oh, I have it in the order of it used to be when we had the predictions. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's um. Time. The best round was next. Yep. Okay. Good. Better for me. So the next match was. That's Damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Silly man. So the next match was the tag team match between Best Friends, a.k.a. Chuck Taylor, a.k.a. Chuck E.T., and Trent Beretta, a.k.a. Beretta, 
versus Angelico and Jack Evans. So this match was not as good as I thought or hoped it would be. It was fine. Don't get me wrong. It was totally okay. But I expected a little bit more. I guess they have conflicting styles. Angelico and Jack Evans are, are very flippity-flippity, mm-hmm. where Chucky e. T and Beretta are more ground-based, and Beretta's more like a heavyweight kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I guess because of that, we couldn't get too much of what I expected. But I thought it was a fine match. I think we There's had a, wrong lot, with a lot of false finishes, which made... Yeah. Which pulled me in, like, I was it, right. it, I was invested now. No, it was a good match. It's just not what I expected. And so I guess that pulled me out of it a little bit. Well, okay. When the match started, I remember you saying, expect a flippy match. Right. And they didn't go the route that you thought they were, which I think is what threw you off. Because mm-hmm. so they started off slow. They started off slow. They, they, were, they were a bit work. technical for yeah. the match you thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, Angelico and, and Jack Evans, they started flipping towards the end, especially... Right. Um, yeah. There was a spot where I think Beretta's on the shoulders of on on Helico mm-hmm. and Jack Evans does a springboard off of Beretta's back onto Chucky e. T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, during during the that intros, was dope. Well, and I were saying like we thought this was gonna be one of those matches with those like false moves and one up one upsmanship. So the, yeah, uh, you know, you flip but he misses, kick, flip over the kick, you know. Like the like an osprey ricochet right, sequence you. where they're yeah, just no no like, I understood yeah. exactly what he was saying yeah. but I was just like watching Beretta's matches in the past like that's not how that's he not normally style. works right um, and Chuck Taylor's that's definitely no. not his style I mean, and so that's and that's where I got caught up I got caught up in and Helico and Jack Evans' style mm-hmm. and wasn't thinking about Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta's style mm-hmm. but you know, again it was a good match no, it, it was, was it was match. perfectly good I had no issues with it. Whatsoever, other than just I took myself out of it because I'm a moron. But well, your record shows that one. Oh, you're funny, huh? <laughs> yes, you're a funny guy. Oh, I wasn't reaction. really, I wasn't really into it. Maybe towards the end because it started off so slow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, all the false finishes, and I was like, oh, okay. And I was we were talking about more of their costumes than anything else after a while. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we went on the street, bright, <laughs> bright and blinding. Yeah, Fortnite costumes. Yep. It's funny, Tom's talking about how he thought it was going to be like a sequence thing, and we went on a longer sequence about their 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 entire, yeah. Joke after joke after joke in front of these guys. I mean, Kay Naomi. So this sequence happened in the living room, not the ring. Exactly, (laughs) right, exactly. So the best friends go over, much to my chagrin, because that man had to eat another L. Yeah, boy. Yeah. The prophet, Shades, (laughs) rattles off three in a row. Get himself back in the game. Patrick. Oh, it was one and four at this point. And it was an ugly it one was a, and four. It was a sad, <laughs> sad affair. It's like we sat here, we, we did these picks, and I was like, damn, man, I am definitely going to lose this one. Definitely yeah. going to lose this one. No. And then that shoulder goes up. He kicks out. It was a false finish. It was a false finish. <laughs> Turned out to be a freaking squash match. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Well, the squiggity squash. I got in like 30 seconds of offense. Then I got hit with like seven finishers. <laughs> True. So the next match. Have fun, have fun with these names. Bro, I'm naming one person from each team, and that was their team. <laughs> the struggle is real. Look at his face. <laughs> I say you go Freddie. Hikaru Shida. Oh. Rio Abby. Rio Ab. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> And Ryo Mizunami mm-hmm. took on Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and 
Emmy Sakura. Now, to, uh, Thank you. I mean, I don't do that on a weekly basis, but whatever. Um, You're the poetarian. Now, to just to... from you. You, <laughs> Shades, you were claiming that I have an AEW bias. Yeah. So, to prove that I don't, I'm going to point out a flaw that took place during this match. Oh. Oh, don't even. My gosh. Anyway. <laughs> so, right off the bat, it seems like whoever was in charge of the production for this match was all kinds of lost and confused. Because the, the video comes out for, I believe it was for Rio... And the wrestler comes out, and they put the lower third name for Riho. The entrance is for And then the next person comes out, and it's the video package for Riho. Wrestler comes out, name for Rio. I'm just like, wait a minute. (laughs) Who's, I'm not. All six entrances on this got messed up. I was like, that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Hikaru's was fine, right? But then on the other side, it was like Aja Kong, right? They put the whole thing, Aja Kong. But it was not Aja Kong. It was, I think Yuka comes out first, and they changed the video package for Yuka. <laughs> and then the package for Emmy. And then Aja Kong, and then Aja I Kong. Know, comes I think out. they did Aja Kong all three times. <laughs> I could be wrong. No, no, no. Like, okay, so. I think. I'm, 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 I'm actually going to defend AEW real quick. Right, yeah. Don't look at me like that. I can see through these shades still. <laughs> <laughs> what they were doing was they had the first person come out. Right. Then the second, then the third, and then the video package would have their names, oh, so and you it think would, they it would just, just rotate. Oath yeah, no, it would rotate it the from their names. That just kept catching. Them. Yeah, what so it looks like from our perspective, it looks like, man, they don't know who Aja Kong is because her name's just up there the whole time, mm-hmm. and it was just them. It was just the rolling the feed of the different names. And sometimes when they would pan to the stage, it would show the same name that we saw before. But it even confused the announcers. At some point, the announcers were like, Rio, that's Raiho. And like, they didn't well, even no, know. Well, no, the nameplates did that to them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they, they didn't even know who was who because the name on the screen did not match the name on the screen. So it was just, again, that's first show out. You have these women who are probably not going to be doing this with you often. Yeah. You know, you have these six Japanese women who are completely not a part of your scene, and you had to piece something together. And they did. So, that's just pointing that out. Uh, the match itself was fine. It was, a, it was a good match. Yeah. It took a little while to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're not used to the Joshi style, which is just, you know, that's f- Jap- female Japanese wrestling. If you're not used to the Joshi style of wrestling, it can be a little confusing because um joshi wrestling is very over the top very about like over the top characters and clothing and and everything's just very big in terms of how they how they do stuff so if you're not used to that it can be very very in your face yes and if you're not used to that it can be very weird because i think early in the match uh tom you seemed a little put off by yeah. Just how much was going on. And I actually said that if I wasn't given this a chance, if I was, you know, my usual self, that probably would have turned into a bathroom match without me giving it a chance. Right. I actually went to the bathroom during the match. Yeah, well, that was a different story. But that's you, though. No. I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I didn't like it. One of the glaring mistakes in this match was the false finish that the timekeeper oh, yes. did that not know it was a bad. false finish. And the referee looked pissed. I believe it was Yuka and Hikaru in the, in the ring. And they're in a pin, 
and it's one, two, kick out, ding, 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 ding. ding. and everybody's just like, you effed up. I think I mentioned that to you as that happened. The timekeeper was a little too quick on the gun the whole night, even even with the false finish going back to the to um, the buy-in. Mm. The false finish of the Battle Royal, he rang the bell as soon as... Um, Hangman won? No. MJF. As soon as MJF, quote-unquote, won. Mm-hmm. That bell was ringing before oh, yeah, the yeah, guy's yeah. feet even touched the yeah, floor. Yeah, 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 you're so right. So he was a little too quick on the trick. And then, to, to, to finish the point, what I mentioned to you during the show... The referee would count three. He's ringing the bell right away instead of waiting for the ref to point at him mm-hmm. like the rest of the wrestling world does. Trigger happy. I think so. A few things I think it took place here. When one of the when the girl was kicking out, something hit the mat at the Probably exact time. I think it was her foot that you kick. would expect the three count. Yeah. So that the ref went one, two, and then a the kick out. Something else went boom, yeah. and so. The timekeeper being trigger happy, instead of waiting for the ref to signal the bell, just rang the bell because they heard three mat slaps, and which is just not what you're supposed yeah. to do. That was probably the foot or a hip, but what I, what I love there, the the um, lady referee, we'll call her, is because I do not know her name. I don't remember her name. Aubrey something or Audrey yeah, something? I'm not going to try and insult the woman by not... Aubrey Edwards. Yeah. The look on her that. face. Wikipedia. It has a list of referees, role, and ring announcer, all that stuff. The the look on her face as she showed the two to the timekeeper was like, dude. It was an emphatic one, two, like, three, and then pointed right at his nose. And I was like, ooh. I, no, two. One, no, when she showed the two, two yeah, yeah. she had this glare in her eye that if yeah. she could have left the ring and slapped the taste out of his mouth, she would have. I mean, look, let's be real. She's the only female ref they have on the roster. Mm-hmm. As of right now, she's the only female referee on the top show of any wrestling promotion. Yeah. Yep. WWE has one, but she works NXT. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she, and she's like, it, on the main card of a pay per view, not, right. not just a show. Exactly. And she didn't so, do only just one match. I no, think she, she did, did a, a few. couple matches. She did at least two, but if I'm not mistaken. Was, I, <sighs> she did guys and girls. Excuse me? Stop it. Meaning the match, guys. <laughs> what is oh wrong with Lord. you two? <laughs> I'm trying to. I can't remember what other matches she did. But you I know she did one on the preacher. I can't remember if this was her first match or not. Shut up. On the on the main card. Mm-hmm. But if that was her first match in the main card, I am fully on her side about being pissed off. About either that way, either way, good. you know, like if she looks bad, that's like she can't afford to look bad. Mm-hmm. Nope. The same way that one of these guys can afford to look mm-hmm. bad. You know. So I completely understand if she got a little upset with the with the timekeeper because that's. She can't afford it. <clears throat> Shall I move on to... Well, oh, we, oh, we didn't get to the finish. We, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, sorry. Finish it. My apologies, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, boy. Rattle <laughs> off another one. The Prophet Shades. Four in a row. And Hikaru got the pin. And I want to say it was over Yuka again. Your guess is good as mine, bro. With the very emphatic point to say, like, now you can ring the bell, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that pushes your boy score 42. Ooh, whatever. One win to close out Will the Thrill, like the Raptors did to Milwaukee. Like, Flawless four, victory. Four to one, you're being generous. 
Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> no, four to two. I lost the. I lost the. No, no, no. But he didn't. He didn't win the second match yet. At that point, it was still four to one. Believe me, I've been heckling Will all night. Anyway, the following match was the brother versus brother, Cody versus Dustin, Stardust versus Goldust. This is very emotional for us. It is. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're putting ourselves in their shoes. We should have put on face paint. They should have put, <laughs> <on some, laughs> put on some gold and black. They should have put on some like, other bleed. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, which one's going to bleed? I, I want to say it, but I was going to save that, that for me, when I'm we older. mentioned that. Uh. Well, I mean, if you wanted to follow the match, yeah, you would have bladed. But in reality, I probably would have done it. You would have? Yeah. I would have, yeah. I don't know. I would have done it. You'd have bladed? Yeah. You bladed. I'd have bladed. I, I made I a big stink about it for chase. the next like month and a half, but I'd do it. Who could take pain more, him or me? I don't know. This guy right here, buddy. I've never yeah, really Yeah, but you seen... wouldn't be willing to blade. I'd blade. For the sake of... I don't think you would. I've inline bladed, like rollerbladed. I would uh, not do this. Which brother is which right now? Because... That's like a... Sh- I know that's what a is Punisher. This freaky Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> like you're switching roles here right now. Switch it up Saturday. But that Switch was thank you. But that was the best match. That match was really, awesome. really, really uh, good. If, if not the best match on yeah. the entire card, I, I was actually going to go out on the limb and say match of the night before we went, got to that portion of the. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my opinion until we get to that part of the episode. Oh. Um, but this was a hands down fantastic match. Oh yeah. So, I don't, and this is kind of where I don't want to say that I agree with WWE here, but I don't think this match needed the blood. Um, Because I'm watching the match, and I think that the blood added a certain element, but I think the match in and of itself was so good, I don't think it needed it. It needed the blood to to break them away from that WWE... PG. PG thing. Steak. It didn't need the amount of blood it had. That's for sure. It did not need that much blood. They over-bloodied that match. <laughs> it I was, mean, that, that's on Dustin because he, that, he, he cut himself not once but twice. He and cut and you can clearly see it, especially because we're watching it on a, on a big screen TV. It's just like one, two. On the right yeah. side and of the just And in that leaking. area that really gushes instead of streams. Like, there was some point where he's laying sideways on the mat, and it's just, it's a stream. It's, it's not a, a river drip. just flowing off his forehead onto the mat, and it's pooling. I'm just like, Jesus. Like, that's not necessary. That, it was like Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero type stuff, and that, yeah, it, was, it was intense. It was a little too much. F- the impact didn't match the blood. Right, so, it, now, now, when I say that the match didn't need the blood... What I'm saying is that like the match was so good and the storytelling was good enough on its own that I don't think the blood did much for it. Where I did like the blood is that it made sense where it happened. Yes. I like the symbolism of the blood too because they're brothers. It's all about blood. It's about family. So they, they take each other to that limit mm-hmm. where they'll bleed for each other. Okay. And that it's the symbolism. It, 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 they didn't really need it because right. they, they, the match was great, mm-hmm. but they needed the blood for the symbolism of the match. Okay. To bring it, to wrap it all. It was like a wrapping on, on a beautiful okay. gift that they gave us. I'm cool with that. And I'm going to... Go ahead, Jason. No, I'm going to say one thing that I said during the match. This made a lot of people that have bad feelings towards Vinnie Mac mm. have even more bad feelings towards Vince because yeah. Dustin put on a show. Dustin looked and worked fantastically. 
So let's start from the beginning of this match. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Shane's got some thoughts on his mind. <laughs> Shane's got some thoughts on the mind. Let's go even before this match. Okay. Let's go back to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Okay. With Triple H. Yes. It was Triple H, Billy Gunn, we totally spot Road Dog. One big thing. Yes, and this is a very big thing. Yeah. And it's something that we discussed heavily during the match. Exactly. So I was like, we'd be remiss not to bring it up on the app. Yeah, absolutely. Fair. So I don't remember. I actually didn't see the Hall of Fame <clears throat> ceremony because I ain't got time for shenanigans. Well, you also had a much better show at that <laughs> oh, We were at a better show, yeah. I saw it after the fact. Like, so Someone mentioned it, so I watched it in the clip. We were yeah. we were watching it down in the uh, the production room. I was sleeping. <laughs> I was watching a far better wrestling product. That was exactly <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> Gee, one simple card. So <laughs> I uh, the words that he spoke, mm-hmm. his actual quote. Do you know it? So the the, the yeah. it was like this. Um, the, they were cracking on the fact that Vince does not like his name being said during the ceremony. And then Billy Gunn said, what, he can't fire me. I don't work here. And then Triple H said, yeah, Vince will buy your little piss hand company just to fire you. And, and just to fire you again. Something like that. Yep. That, mm-hmm. No, it's it. So that, buy so that, that piss hand company just to fire you again. Right. So that was the quote. Okay. He called AEW a piss hand company. So... Because Billy Gunn works for AEW. Prior, yes. So prior to Cody coming out, there's a throne there. Ooh. With the Triple H style it's an Iron Cross. It's Iron, Iron Cross. Cross. Okay. Which, while it is associated with Triple H because we're wrestling fans, it is not a Triple H Cross. The Iron Cross something that's been going on for decades and decades in history. Has actually been associated to Nazism. Uh, Motorhead used it, which caught created controversy with them, and Triple H being the Metalhead fan and Motorhead fan has adopted it within himself. Yeah, it's the King of Kings cross, basically, to a wrestling fan. Yeah. So, yes. The Iron Cross. <laughs> the King of King cross. The Racist Cross. Whatever. <laughs> it has many crowns. It's... You can tell it's a gimmick chair. Yeah. It has skulls on it, similar to what Triple H would have on his... Mm-hmm. It, what WrestleMania was it when he came out on something like that, where Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky were his... It was Alexa. It was Alexa, sorry. It was Alexa, Charlotte. Something like that? Is it 30 or 31? It was 30. That's, yeah, what the throw, 30. that's what that reminded me of with the skulls. I immediately went to that WrestleMania. So... You have the chair there. You have Cody and Brandy both come out. And we're trying to see if the chair and his ring attire match. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had like this beast, Beauty and the Beast cape going on. Yep. And we were like, all right, so is she supposed to be Belle? She wasn't. I, I don't think the two had anything to do with each other. <clears throat> no. Right. But Cody stops about halfway on the ramp. And Brandy walks ahead of him, lifts the ring skirt, and there's a sledgehammer. And I was like, well, this is definitely a shot at WWE now. Mm-hmm. She gives him the sledgehammer, and he kind of grabs it and looks at it the way the Triple H usually mm-hmm. looks at it, marches up the aisle. He kissed it first. Oh, he did kiss it first. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Marches up the aisle, and with one just swing of the hammer, for Asgard, <laughs> breaks the gimmick chair, some uh, smoke. smoke comes out, mm-hmm. and just like, it was a big... Fu to the WWE, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, before you explained the the comment. comment from Triple H, I was just like, "You're making this about the WWE. Don't do that." Mm-hmm. And then when you put it into context for me, I was just like, "You yeah. know what? Good for them." Because I I remembered you didn't see the Hall of Fame, so I I would have felt remiss to let you get mad at that without telling you that Triple H actually fired the first shot. Yeah. I would have liked for them to take the higher road because they can they know 100% they can agree. put on a, a, a better product. They didn't need it. You don't need to do something like that. But you know what? Hell, why not? We petty. We exactly. <laughs> I'm petty. I do it. Why not? You want to throw shots at me? Listen, we're a small company, but our fan base is huge. And we're in your rearview mirror. And we didn't throw the guy wearing a WWE shirt out of the crowd. Hmm. So I want I want to say this: while I do think it was definitely a shot at WWE, I think it was more done in the sake of theatrics than anything venomous. Because Cody has said nothing but like respect for the fact that he came up in WWE. You know, he didn't. Like, they left amicably. He wasn't happy with the way he was being treated, so on and so forth. But he's always spoken respectfully of WWE. It's not without taking his shots. That's, he does take his shots. No, for sure. I mean, of course. You got to admit, that's also his upbringing. Like, remember who his father right. was. Right. No matter how much animosity there might have been. Right. Back in that day, the way Cody was raised, you're not going to talk badly about, right. about and, that. And that feeds to my point. Is that also think of who he like how he came up who he came up, he's a showman. He believes in putting on a show, mm-hmm. and so I think this is something where the team Cody whoever thought of this and he probably agreed. This is a great showy thing to do. This is great theatrical thing to do, and the fans are gonna love it. And this will be what it is. And I think. That's exactly what he had in mind, because as soon as he hit the chair, the place erupted, and they all popped yeah. for it. It was a big pop. I think, going back to symbolism, remember with the mm-hmm. blood? Yeah. I think this was symbolism again. Okay. Because it's them breaking away right. from that mold mm-hmm. of the WWE. Mm-hmm. You see the chair? It's molded. Mm-hmm. Everything is molded. Everything mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. that's, that chair's a symbolism, because you don't, you can't have a symbolism of... of Mr. McMahon. Right. What's your symbol of McMahon? What is, exactly. The logo. You can't put the logo up there. You get sued so fast? Exactly. So what's the next best A thing? steroid needle. Oh, wow. Damn. Damn. You went there. Yeah, but then they'll, they'll think that you're talking to Barry Bonds or something. <laughs> they won't get Anybody it. know who, who knows the history of Vince? Yeah, they but won't this is it. easier, though. Yeah, but it's symbolism <laughs> because you see the chair and you know what it means. And to me, to, again, also, it's taking their shot, but it's them breaking away mm-hmm. from that. WWE PG mold. It's and we're taking do their shot different. and taking their stand. They at didn't the same time. give them the what's the word I'm looking for? They didn't give them the honor of a of a verbal mention. Right. Just a visual. Yeah. Visual? Yeah. And look, Cody's took some shots at WWE over the weekend, Starcast stuff like that. So weekend, not during the main. Exactly. Show. Right. So like he he's good. He got it. It's it's good. It was a hell of a match, though. Going back to well, it. Well, Chid, do you want to continue with your, your 
breakdown of the match? So you said from the beginning, do you want to talk about the match? Oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm just looking up on Twitter to see everyone's reactions for. Mm. And then I just saw some news that we will have to give out later. Oh, yay. Um, so Cody gets into the ring mm -hmm. during his entrance, gets down on his knees, and kisses the E logo for AEW. Right. And I was just like, you know what? Good. I like that. Because mm. this is his baby. Like, yeah, this is, like, it shows pride in his product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the match, which literally blew my sneakers off. I did not expect that match to be that good. Nobody did. Didn't. I know. I'm listen. I know Cody could put on a fantastic match. But I didn't expect. Uh, listen, I knew Cody was going to put on a good show. I I did not. Dustin. Think. And what's funny is that I think this is arguably Cody's best match of his career, and we're talking about. He's had matches with Okada. Omega. He's had matches, you know, with the Bucks. He's had matches with uh, Nick Aldis. He's had matches with all these guys. And I think this might be, at least in the conversation, of one of Cody's best matches of his career. How uh, many times do you think that the brothers went through this match through their lives? Beat for beat, no. But I'm sure they've definitely, in some capacity, have had this match. Absolutely beat for beat. No. Yeah, right. But in the ring in the back room... And I'm sure this didn't even take long to come up with. I'm sure they probably sat down once and was like, all right, so I'm going to do this, you do that, we do this, and do that. And how about if I do this? When I do that, do that. it probably came together instantly. But that move, Dustin. But Cody, I mean, Dustin, was putting, Dustin was pulling off stuff that I didn't even know he could do back in the 90s. Well, that's, that's the thing that we were talking about. How, how we are so mad at WWE right now. <sighs> because he, if they would have let this man loose, he would have... He would he would have he would have been one of the greats, but they kept holding him back just like they did with 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 Cody. They because at that time he didn't fit their mold. He did Yeah, Champions. that's what you yeah. said. You now said it, yeah. now if Cody was there, he's easily going to be a WWE champion for sure. Yeah, but um, I want to say something real quick. Okay. Did anybody see Dalton Castle's tweet? No. No. no said, yesterday, I requested my release from AEW Wrestling. Earlier today, they have informed me that I've never worked there to begin with. <laughs> I said, are you sure? They said, positive. <laughs> then there was a long silence. And then I brought up Game of Thrones, and they said they had to go. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, wait a minute, Dalton Castle never signed with AEW. He's a ring of honor. Oh, God, I love Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle, oh, he's funny. But yeah, this match was oh man, and they had you know the the the, the blading spot, which again, not whether it's necessary or not, they definitely added to it. There was so much blood everywhere. It was a bloody match. It was a it was a bloody match, and Cody takes the blood and he smears it on his chest, and Earl Hebner doesn't wear gloves, so he's catching something. Okay, he's old. He's on his way out. He's going to smear there. some of that dry blood on a shirt and sell it. Mm -hmm. Right? Probably. Duplicate. Fantastic match. Top notch. Cody goes over. To, I wasn't surprised by this at all. Yo. Rate I, the match. Rate the match. I knew for sure that... I don't know the match right now. No, not yet. I, I got to gotta, gotta let it like simmer. What about uh. that post-match promo? So then after the match... So first of all, I just want to... When Chase and I were talking about the predictions, I said, there's no way on this planet that Dustin Rhodes would make... Would not let Cody go over. 
Dustin, no matter what, Dustin would probably like, I'll cheat if I have to. You're going over. So the match the match ends. Cody grabs the mic. Dustin's all bloodied up. And he goes, You don't get to retire right here. Right now. So forceful. Right? Just like, no. You don't get to retire right now. Exactly. No, absolutely not. He goes, At Fight for the Fallen, I have a match with myself and a partner of my choosing. Against the Young Bucks. He's like, I don't want a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my brother. And when he says brother, his voice cracks. Yep. And then he brings out the waterworks. And they hug. And it's blood and tears everywhere. And everything's not a dry eye in the house. Um, the one thing I did want to mention from the match that I forgot. I kind of found it funny. The comical aspect that they put into it, too. Where they were making fun of each other's former gimmicks. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. When he brought all the stardust up in, in, in Dustin's face. And Dustin did it back to him. Yep. And Dustin slapping Cody in the behind with his own belt. Yep. <laughs> really good match. After the ma- after the, the promo and the match and everything, they it, cut it to the announcers and Excalibur's like drying the tears from under his mask. He's a clown. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a fantastic match. I think we've talked about this enough, so let's yep. let's move let's on see. to the penultimate match. Chance. So we had. The Bucks of Youth. <laughs> All right, Matt Hardy. <laughs> By the way, Cody won the last match. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Okay. That was. <laughs> that was that was your boy Shade's first loss on the main card. Yeah, I got one. The Prophet. Oh my God. Still reigns supreme. Whatever. No <laughs> one cares. Oh, you, you will. Shut up. You will. <laughs> You underestimate my power. <laughs> <laughs> so the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, went up against the Lucha Bros. Penta L Zero and Phoenix. Not Ray Phoenix, just Phoenix. Sure. Because they changed their names more than they changed their masks. But at least Phoenix is always either Phoenix or Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Not like Pentagon. Pentagon has like 17 different ring names. Penta L Zero, Pentagon, Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark, Pentagon L M, Pentagon Zero M, Pentagon Zero. I'm like, yo, can you make Pentagon Especial? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who probably got little pentagons in there looking for them? Pentagon Dios. I mean, it's just like. Thank you. Pentagon Dios. Thank you. All right. I was like, come on. That's a good one. Pentagon Dios. I'm proud of that one. That's pretty good. Thank you. All right. Should be proud of your picks, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Triple A World Tag Titles on the line. I don't like you today. This match. Hey, before we get to the match, I want to give a, a nice, you know, uh, what you, what do you do to Justin Roberts? Because when he announced this match, yes. he could have easily said, "For the Triple A Tag Team Champ." No, no, no. He said, "I'm gonna say it in Spanish," and he could have said, "For the Triple A." No, 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 I'm going to say it like the way it's supposed to be said. For the triple A. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And he didn't sound stupid doing it either. No, a perfect roll of the R. And I was like, okay, Justin Roberts, I'll see you, baby. He didn't sound like a New York City mayor did before snowstorm. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, that was awful. It's the little things. It's, it's the little things that make that count, make man. you happy, man. Yeah, it really is. I was very excited. I was like, good job, Justin Roberts. You're my friend now. Proceed <laughs> as you were. <laughs> this match was absolutely fantastic. Yes, it was. Yes. 
the exchanges between these two. Like, any set, you get Matt and Pentagon or Nick and Phoenix or Nick and Pentagon. And did it, it, didn't, it didn't matter. Did what two matter. were engaged with the other two. It was just unreal. Fantastic. It was spot after spot. And it wasn't just spots. Because everyone criticizes the Young Bucks for being spot monkeys. But it wasn't just spots. Mm-mm. There, no, was there was plenty there of technical was, there wrestling. Was plenty of work in there too. Plenty of work. Plenty of they double sharpshooters. Like it would they they call for a super kick party, but it didn't happen because that's what everyone expects. Oh yeah, here come the young bucks with their super kick party. No, it was a, it turned out to be what three super kicks and then what was oh, it man, turned what was into the a, oh. it was like two it was three super kicks two roundhouses, um, two kip ups and then some other thing. They were, they were doing stuff that I couldn't even name. Yeah. Like, what was that? <laughs> it turned into a really... I don't want to call it a sequence because it wasn't, but it was a great ex- exchange. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was intense. It was phenomenal. It was high it was high paced, but not too high paced where you couldn't keep up. It was, you know, this match is what this match needed to be. It's going to be the second to last match. It's for the AAA titles. You have these two tag teams that are known for being two of the best tag teams in the world, and they said, okay. Let's just go on and do this thing. Let's do it. High energy and it was it was gorgeous, seamless. For sure. It was um, Matt Jackson and Ray Phoenix on the top rope, and Matt Jackson hits a brainbuster oh. onto the top turnbuckle. We were all like, "Whoa!" And I'm actually on Twitter now, and there's a, a GIF of it. GIF, GIF, GIF. I call it a GIF. And the snapback. Bro, on his head uh-huh. is a killer. He's gonna feel that tomorrow. I had seen this maybe once before. You mentioned El Generico used to do this all the time, but the way they sold it, I was just like, "Yo, he done be dead now. <laughs> he no life, no mas. <laughs> he no life, no mas. <laughs> no life. Oh my goodness, this is just unreal. Like, look at this. Look at this." We're looking at a replay on Jeremy's computer. Oh, oh my gosh. Jiminy Cricket. He really should have been crippled there. I don't know how the hell Whiplash. he landed perfectly. He did. Yeah. He did. And that's, that, prof- yeah. that's their professionalism. That's the thing. That The he timing. First, is- well, Matt, what Matt did was he didn't let him go. Yeah. He cradled the, his neck. So it was just forehead, top rope, and then he fell down. Yeah. Yeah. That was as professional as it gets right yeah. there. They made it look worse than it was, but yeah. they protected yeah. the hell yeah. out of each other. And, and that's what it's supposed to be. That's what happens when you have these guys who work as much as they do, with as many people as they do all over the world, and then they they really work to hone in their craft. You know, and they get the chance to do so. And that's the issue that I have with other promotions who have these rosters of a hundred guys and use five. But they don't like the guys don't get to, to work in the ring to perfect their craft. You know why, right? Because, like, like, okay, like, going back to WWE, they're too busy putting on a yak fest, talking, 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 and then actually putting on matches that are worth anything. So then you have a hundred guys with nothing to do. Now, look, simple show. How long was the show? Um, couple hours? Started at 8, ended at, what, 11.30-ish? Three hours, right? Yeah, about 12 Three o'clock. hours. Did it feel like three hours? Not no. Today, didn't. And it was wall-to-wall wrestling, wasn't it? Each match went over 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Like I was like, 
Wait, it's almost over? It's, yeah. It's like 9.15, and then I looked at my watch. No, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah, you were talking about, oh, it was like the last three matches. Mm-hmm. That's what you were saying, Will. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, oh, we're down to our last three matches. And it was like, okay, we're down to our last two matches. And I'm like, like really? is Wait, that it? That's it? Yeah. I'm like, that's a quick show. But no, you look at it, it's like 11-something. 11, 11 and I was like, wow, like this is what everybody was clamoring for. Mm-hmm. Just wall-to-wall action. You don't have to talk. So you'll have a little bit of talking, a little bit of, like, you know, That's a little nonsensical stuff. No. But no. you tell the story in and the you ring. you give them time. I don't tell, tell the story. What? Please keep me honest. Were there any between-match promos other than the video packages? No. Speaking no. promos. No. no. There. I mean, there were the, um, the MJF one. At the end. No, 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 no. When they did the belt unveiling. I mean after every match where we have to go mm. backstage no. to and they have cut somebody... The, the, uh, the commentator... I, I mean it. like a backstage no. useless promo to fill time no. that you should be filling no. with in-ring action. WWE has been doing that in their in their promotions. Right. I mean in their pay-per-views, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They, they've they been yapping in between and we're like, what is this? There's a promo in between. This is not a WWE right 100%. You're right. That was a problem before. Yeah. Wait till they put the twenty four seven championship on a pay per view. It's going to be nothing but backstage segments of the champion well, running around. You mean the twenty four seven championship when it's just you know let's on Raw and SmackDown? But we won't digress. Look, look. There's an AEW show. Let's talk about AEW. Let's let's leave. Oh, so we're talking about a show that can actually book itself. Any- Anyway. <laughs> 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 So I'm not sure. I, I kind of I feel bad that we missed the timing on this. I don't remember when they did the belt unveiling, but it was some point within these last few matches. I where think it was in between. I think we're actually on time with this. No, 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 no. no, no, no I'm wrong. We no. we skipped it. We skipped it. It was before the tag match. I think this was after the Cody match because that's when they switched the uh, the blood yes, soaked yes. ring. Thank to- you. To the rug, to the new mat. Right. It was a so, pink rug. It was a pink rug. So let, let's backtrack ever so slightly. After the Cody and uh, Dustin Rhodes match, they had the unveiling of the AEW Championship. Bret Hart, of all people, comes out. And we were stunned. Shades was just wide-eyed and shocked. I think Shades made a joke. Who made a joke during the uh, Dustin-Cody match about Bret going after Earl in the back? Me. That's me, yeah. So Brett comes out and he's holding the, the, the championship in this you know bag or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, Brett, please be careful. Don't avail it too soon. Don't let it fall out of the bag. <laughs> Go fold. He, he hands it to Justin Roberts again. I'm like, oh my god, please don't let this uh, thing fall out of the bag. Justin Roberts. Oh no, you're, it was the other guy. No, that, remember that? I was like, right hole or whatever his name is. Yeah. You yeah. didn't notice he flashed it at one point. Ever so slight. He, did, no, he, he, did. he, he did pulled it. He pulled it. The guy pulled it back oh, just yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just, and then he covered it. And I was like, oh. So then. That's going on, and then I think MJF just comes out, right? MJF comes out, and he starts... No, no, I'm sorry. They, 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 they announce Hangman. No, he, yeah. they announce Hangman. They announce Hangman because Hangman won the, the Battle Royal. So Hangman comes out, and before anyone could say anything, out comes MJF. And MJF starts yapping. An amazing heel. Promo. The guy's a really good talker. There's no doubt about it. And he's just cutting on Brett on Hangman, on everybody. He's like, Brett, oh wait, there's a, re- there's a fan coming into the ring. Ah, oh, no, I'm just joking. You know, referencing the fact that Brett Hart was attacked by a fan in the ring. And Brett starts laughing. He's just cutting on everybody. And then, while that happens, the first one to come out was Jungle Boy, where MJ was trying to retreat back to the to backstage, and Jungle Boy gets in, the, in his way. He's like, all right, whatever. And he tries to go away from Jungle Boy. Then came out... Who came out of the Jungle Boy? 
Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. Thank you about Jimmy Havoc, who was lastly followed by... It was one other person, wasn't it? There was No, it was three. No? There was three of them. No, 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 no. Shades Hangman right. was three? Shades right. Hang, Hangman came out of the ring. Okay. So then the three of them, they, they all surround MJF. MJF's like, no, no one wants to see me get beat up. Come on, blah, blah, blah. Then they get rid of him through the crowd. And we cut the ring, the camera cuts back to the middle of the ring. And, and Bret Hart is just holding up the championship. Not on the hard cam. Not, not on the hard cam. Not facing the hard cam. Not facing the hard cam. Facing the side cam, right? Facing the stage. And we're like, Brett, what are you doing? I want to see the belt. At no point was there a clear shot of the belt. To be honest, if, and I hope an in arena feed comes out from this, and by feed I mean a fan, a fan cam, something tells me this was another production botch where he held it up to the hard cam, and by the time they cut to got it. to him, mm-hmm. it was already too late. That he was doing the, that he was doing the circle. Like, you know how... How when, when they win a match, they do hard cam and then they circle around. I don't know. I don't know. That's don't what I'm saying. You would have Either to get way, a, you yeah. have to get a fan cam to miss that. It got messed up. It got messed up. Somewhere it's a little okay. way something got something got botched. But I'm sure we'll get a better look at the at the belt. From what we saw, we were all kind of fans of the of the design. My only issue is that I thought the AEW lettering was a little too big. And it comes out a little bit yeah. too much. But a little, but other than that, I thought it was a very nice design, very simple, very elegant, looks classy. Old school design. Very cool. reminiscent of like the IWGP or the modern Ring of Honor. Like again, I think everyone's kind of going for this classy, old school, elegant, meaningful looking belt. Nothing gimmicky. It took a lot of the best of a lot of belts and put them together. Yeah. 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 And made it nice and simple and regal. Right. It looked really like, like right. oh, this is a legit belt. Look at this belt. Wow. Yeah. It looks like it's been around for like 100 years. Right. Thing is, it looks like, if you look at it, it looks like one big plate when it's straightforward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, you know, you Double do layers. have this center plate. It the other like plates, pieces to it. They br- yeah, they, they kind of fold over off the right. side. It's kind of flex- like flexible. But when it's all together, it looks like one big plate. Right. Which... I kind of like that. It's nice belt. It's a nice looking belt. It's pretty. Um, I was worried about the size when I first saw the size of the the, the bag. The bag that it was. I was like, Eesh. yeah, you guys were all freaking out that it was huge. I was like, yo, just yeah, wait till like, we see the thing. Like the face, because of the way they were holding it. The it way they were like the holding it, plate was yeah. humongous. And the guy was, who was holding it was skinny and right. stuff like that. I understand. That, so I completely get like, it. The belt was wider than the guy that was holding it. <laughs> so we had two belts unveiled this week. <laughs> <laughs> One was a dumpster. This one was not. That green one is thing? actually the that, color that of the dumpster. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get McFoley in it. Oh, you got Mick? Oh. <laughs> uh, said, um, hey, Brett, what are you again? doing? <laughs> Symbolism. Yes, again. Because you got Mick to bring out that 24-7. So they called uh, uh, Brett. Brett. And I'm like, Brett, do you want to unveil our belt? And they're like, sure, why not, eh? Hey, Brett, what are you doing on Saturday night? That's a, that was another shot. I can almost guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Also, oh, he's taking shots at Bret Hart. He doesn't sound that Canadian. A. Hey. Don't be such a hoser. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> let's stop. I think we kind of passed, though. We lost over the winner of the, the tag team match. Yeah, because you wanted to double back for the belt. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I, you went back to the future. Okay. You're kind of doing like Get back on the deal right let's go. Now. Okay, I'm calling myself out and bring us back full circle. But we got to help you call yourself out. No. God. <laughs> okay, let's go. Come on. Back to the future. Bring him on the show, they said. <laughs> It'll be fun, they said. 
It is fun. We're having a blast. Start a podcast, they said. <laughs> Become best friends with Jeremy, they said. But no one said that. <laughs> that was his own. I just fell that into was his own I, just, I just fell into that one. Uh, so, <laughs> God, I hate you guys. So, yeah, so the, the Young Bucks ended up going over and retaining their AAA World Tag Team Championships by defeating the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers! I wanted the Lucha Brothers. Who kept doing the which Zero we, M thing. And which like, we were all kind of shocked about. I wasn't shocked. Well, you know. Oh, my God. Boy. Be <laughs> more <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Set up, give me some. The Prophet. <laughs> I'm not gonna hear the end of this until like the next AEW. Until you, uh, yeah, you have to. Maybe until October. Next. Nah, chill. We got fight for the fallen in July. Okay, you're lucky. <laughs> Which Brett couldn't even remember. He's like, at the next paper, the the next alone. month or two months. I don't know. <laughs> and we started laughing. Was, <laughs> and the crowd even starts laughing. Well, like called himself out before anybody else could. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that that was that was that match, and then the main event. You want to bring us home? Very rare occurrence oh, tonight. <laughs> your boy Shades was wrong. <laughs> the Prophet Shades was wrong. Do y'all see what I deal with on a, on a regular basis? Do y'all see what I deal with on a regular basis? We hear you guys on a regular basis. Just for Quite entertaining. It's the before and after that you don't get. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Jericho. I know where this is going. That is intro, and they showed the the was Lionheart. the Lionheart first from WCW. Correct. The list of Jericho, the not save us, but the save us jacket. Yeah. Comes out, his whole Judas thing, Judas effect, taking on Kenneth Omega. Judas. Kenneth Omega. Kenneth Omega. So it's Christopher versus Kenneth? Christopher versus Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> the battle from Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> this match is really, really good. Yeah. There's no fake in the funk. They're the last four matches AEW put on was... Superb. Absolutely superb. <laughs> last three. Last four... The fourth from the last match was the six-woman tag match. Oh, yeah, you're right. I know. It's very rare that you were right today. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to throw something at you. That's not nice. Jerk. Oh, oh you're both right, because the whole pay-per-view was fantastic. Amen, yeah. brother. So there you go. Amen, brother. brother. I'm Switzerland. Oh, neutral. neutral. It's a good match. I don't remember a lot of spots from this match. But I remember the gimmick table. Bro. That Kenny does his, uh, was it the. Topical Hero? Yes. Onto the table while Chris Jericho is actually holding it up. And then Jericho is down from the impact and he gets up and springboard like. Double stomp. Double stomps from the outside to the outside from the inside of the ring. And we're like, yo, Kenny could have really hurt himself. Well, he took off and, like, he got some distance on that springboard. Yeah, he covered at least 10 feet. And then just the way he came down on that table. 
because he didn't catch it flush like in the middle of the table. He went at the, at the edge. At the edge and the end of it. He right. was at the edge, and I think if one of his feet was actually in the um, the quote, air quotes support of the table, mm. which is the one that really could have broke. Because if his foot got caught, that was yeah. that was game mm-hmm. over. Yeah. But so like a few things that I po- that I noticed, and because I'm a fanboy, like. Jericho, talking about Dustin pulling out stops, right? Mm-hmm. Jericho pulled out the Asai moonsault like four times, mm-hmm. and he hit three of them. Yeah, and on all of them, he covered distance. Yeah. like typically back in the day, even when he used to do it all the time, he used to set it up with a face buster, where the the his opponent was normally maybe I don't know, not not even halfway across the ring, maybe like three quarter, maybe like a quarter closer to the ropes. Close to the ropes. Yeah. And so it wasn't that far of a travel for him to make. Something like that. But this one, everyone that he went up on, on Kenny, Kenny was probably dead center. He was almost dead center. You're and right. he and he covered and he hit, and I was just like, yo, the, whoa, okay. The one thing you and I both kind of marked out for, Will, was when he had him in the walls. The and then walls, and he then he actually sort of transitioned into brought, the tamer. Yep, he brought his knee back to the shoulder to call to the lion tamer. It wasn't it was as deep because he wasn't. I mean, it was deep because he, he wasn't have, high. He didn't have but, Kenny. He didn't have him elevated like right. he would need to have had that. But it's still nice whenever back. you see Jericho bust out the lion tamer. Yeah, when you see, when we saw him pull that knee back, we were both very happy to see that because we haven't seen that in, what twenty years. Easy. I think he pulled one now versus Naito. Naito. Uh, he's also against Neville in Japan. Okay. Like many moons ago. Yeah. Um. What else? He got kicked in the face. Uh, Kenny oh. Kenny hit four V triggers. He tried to keep a, a V trigger count. Mm-hmm. I had called six. Chase called three and four. The price is right. Natural <laughs> retail price. But you can't go over. I would have won anyway. I I didn't go over. I was under. You went over. Well, Congratulations. You played yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder how long he. Bro, you gonna bring my chance in? The no. prophet strikes again. Oh my lanta! I'll just sit straight, not move. I'm oh fighting. Oh my Lord Jesus! He broke my chair, by No, it's not completely broken. Not completely <laughs> broken. It's halfway there. I need your smear. So Kenny Omega got kicked in the face. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bleeding. Yeah, so at some point, Jericho Kenny showed his professionalism yet once again. Of course. Oh. So Kenny, at some point, takes a shot to the face. Nose starts bleeding. And once Jericho sees it, they finish whatever sequence they were in, and then he starts yapping to the crowd so the ref can go and check on Kenny. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, who's more of a pro than Chris Jericho? Oh, right. the match starts off with the ref can't even get the Cracker Barrel barrel Oh, out. my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Jericho's like, move out of the way. He picks it up and shoves it through the bottom rope. No, he shoves it through the top two rows because I was yelling... Pick it up and put it through the ropes, not yeah, under. Instead of trying to slide it under the bottom rope, he Which put it through the second, second, the second in the bottom. Yeah. 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 So he shoved it out through there. So they're trying to lift the bottom rope as hard as they can. They're trying to kick this barrel out like if they're eliminated from a battle royal. Yeah, no. Chris oh. Jericho's probably saying, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just made the list. But it was, this was a great match. I mean, these last two matches were just... One after the other, the other. There was nothing to complain about. It was just fantastic matches, and much to my surprise, my boy Chris Jericho comes out on top 
after hitting Kenny with the Judas effect. What I love also is that Kenny went for the one-winged angel like three or four separate times and never hit. That has to be the most protected finisher in all of wrestling. Because if he hits it, it's toast. But it's always him trying to hit it, and he can never get it off. And when he doesn't get it off is when he loses matches. Yep. So the fact that he went out there like three or four times, and each time Jericho reversed it into a DDT or what JR called the ugliest DDT he's ever seen, yeah. or you know, into some other move, I, I was like, okay, cool. So at least we're keeping that as a strong finisher. At least we're, we understand that the one wing angel is the one wing angel. That that is a mortal leg drop, like oh for sure level protected yeah. protected yeah yeah. It's big Buddha mortal leg drop. That's game right there. Yeah, there's no kicking out from that. Like the, only, the only time I've ever seen anyone not, you know, hit the three count after the one wing angel was Okada because his foot was under the rope. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. He didn't kick out of it. Exactly. He was just, his foot was on the rope. That was it. Anybody else? He hits it, you're done. You're done now. So, fantastic match. Jericho wins. So now, presumably, at Fight for the Fallen in two months. It'll be Jericho versus Hangman for the AEW Championship. We have five for the fall in, what, two months? Yep. July, summer, rather? Yes, which, sir. Which I like, because I think AEW is also... And I could be wrong, but I think they're going the right route with pay-per-views. They're going to get the weekly show, but I hope they stick with this two to three months between I, pay-per-views. I hope so, too. Because... Build up, build up. Do not get sucked into competing with the pay-per-view a month. That could be the biggest mistake they would make. I 100% agree. If they can find some sort of hybrid between what WWE does and what New Japan does, I think they'll be sitting pretty. Because New Japan doesn't have a weekly show. But they put on a pay-per-view every month and a half, every two months, so on and so forth. And then they have the major shows that they put on every few months. The Dominions, the Sakura Genesis, the uh, Wrestle Kingdoms, etc. If AEW does one weekly show, I think they can get away with the pay-per-view every three months. I think they can go to a a big four type. I'm cool with two months, and I'll tell you why. Because this just finished, and I'm already itching for Fight for the Fallen, but I don't want that itch to be scratched too soon. Exactly, but at the same time, this is now when you're waiting the two months. Mm -hmm. I'm talking when they have the weekly show. Fair. It would not hurt for them That's to true. go to two and a half, three. Because then they have a weekly, what, two hours, I think it's going to be, mm-hmm. to build up. What What's their build up now? All through YouTube? The rest of, the rest yeah. of May and all of June will be uh, being the elite, Twitter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, them announcing then, things at like rallies or yeah, press conferences, rallies and, and stuff like stuff that. Like that. That's where they're usually going to garner most of their uh, steam for any any match that they do. Yeah. When so. you have the weekly show, they'll have the time to build. Mm-hmm. Where two months still might be enough, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll hurt them to be like. I don't think it'll hurt them. I just I think two months is a good spot. Yeah. Because then you get six shows a year. That's all you. Need. I'm cool with that. I have a question. Their weekly show is going to be an hour long or a two hour long. That's why there's sure. no official announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually haven't even officially announced it's going to be on Tuesdays. It's all speculation, um, but the assumption is going to be a two hour show on Tuesday two nights. Hours, yeah. That's the that's, that's the, the rumor that I heard too that it was right. going to be two hours. Two hours on Tuesday nights is what 
is the speculation in the it's air. Right speculation. Now. Imagine two hours of AEW. Of good wrestling? If they put of good nonstop wrestling. That's what SmackDown used to be. You remember that? It was a long time ago. Been there forever. Ago. But don't forget the, the, the second half of what should I call the second half of that match with um, Jericho and Omega because it didn't end at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. They kept going. Like Jericho picked up that mic mm-hmm. and really solidified that match. Because there's two halves of that match. Yeah. It was the wrestling match, and then he grabbed that mic, and tears came to my eyes because a lot of stuff happened. So after after the match, Jericho grabs the mic. He goes and he's like, you know, you will <laughs> owe me a thank you. I said from the beginning that you guys wouldn't have anything with me. You got this TV deal. You sold out this arena. You have this promotion. Everything is because of me. I want you to come out and say thank you, Jericho. Blah, blah. He's running his mouth and running his mouth and running his mouth. And before you know it, through the crowd, it was John Moxley. And the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose. So he comes out. The place loses their effing minds. To the point where I thought I did something on my remote because the volume went from <laughs> zero to 100. I was like, oh, dang. So Moxie comes out. Through the crowd. Through the crowd, wearing his jacket that says Mox spray painted on his back. And he serves a what was then called a Dirty Deeds to Jericho. <laughs> Hits one on the ref. I really wish that they named the finisher Small Mox. Small Mox. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank god this episode's almost over. No? Small Mox? That's terrible. If he has a kid, call him Small Mox, but this is awful. For a finisher? The Small Mox? How is that? That's awful. No? No Small Mox? Hit him with the Small Mox. What? Oh, it is a deadly disease. Yeah, but that doesn't sound intimidating. The small mox. You go back with that uh, the gimmick that he did with the gas mask and all that stuff on. <laughs> there you go, right? And he comes oh, out with this. this up for him. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's getting away from that stuff, guys. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And Jerry. <laughs> so bad. after he hits Jericho, he hits the ref. They bail out. He literally lifts up Kenny. He hits Kenny. That was not nice. And Kenny's not having none of it. So yeah, him and Kenny decide to brawl. Yeah, it was good. They take it to the crowd. They take it to the stage. Moxie hits him with the, again, the double-arm DDT, the underhook DDT, on top of the stack of chips that was part of the stage setup. And the, the show goes off the air with Moxie standing tall over no. Kenny Omega. What? He missed the stage spot where he... Uh, oh, he threw him off some... Yep. Oh, yeah. To what we thought was a gimmick stage that didn't look too gimmicky. It looked like there was ever so slight... Some give. They cracked it. A, they cracked it a little bit in the corner. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. But it, it point is, the show ends with Kenny down and out for the count, Moxley and Moxie standing tall, and that's how we went off the air. Yeah. That place was going crazy. Place was losing their minds. Uh, well, this means I can give you my news. Uh oh. John Moxley has officially signed with AEW. There you go. As per their Twitter, saying and Moxley. Is all. is all elite. And whoop, there it is. Now, to all of you who swore up and down that Moxley leaving WWE was a, a work, well, so much for that. They kind of made it seem like it, though. By overselling it. See, I thought so, too, and I'm not going to go too deep into this, mm-hmm. but the way they just oversold 
one more night, one more night this, one more night that, it just seemed like Dean Ambrose was going to turn around at that final, what the hell was it, Shield? Shield? Uh, the, Goodbye the show. Shield, whatever. He's going to pick up a mic and say, this can't be the last time, I'm not going anywhere. Weren't they doing this stuff in house shows and everything yeah. like that, yeah, too? Yeah, it's just, it was just... Well, I don't think they were outright saying that I'm not going anywhere, but it was just like the last ride for the Shield. Yeah, this it, or that. it just seems too, too oversold to me. To like in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's too Vince. This is exactly. I can't put it past Vince to be like, yep, this was just to get you idiots to watch again. Exactly. Well, I watched one of the clips from that last blah 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 that's more than I watched and there was a po- there was an interview where they had like a backstage segment with the three of them and Michael Cole was interviewing them and this I thought was a work but I guess maybe it was part of a shoot where at the end of the interview Michael Cole was like you know Dean Ambrose since you're leaving he goes look let me stop you right here everyone keeps talking and speculating and assuming and asking me about what I'm doing next what I'm going to do you know what it's, no one's, it's not anyone's business let's just go and do what we're here to do and he just got up and walked away and I, when I watched it I was like well that's a work if I ever saw it <laughs> But then I'm like, well, apparently Dean Ambrose isn't exactly fond of the WWE and, and how they do business, so I think that anger was legit. I don't, even not seeing it and listening to it, I'm like, no, I pretty much think that was shoot beyond shoot. Yeah. It's no one's business what I'm doing. He just got up. I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> you seem angry. And you can Whatever. keep Renee because I don't want to listen to her anymore. Oh, my Lanta. You guys got to get off this Renee thing. She's terrible. That's a fact, bro. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> um, did any more news break about AEW since? No? Okay. So, I guess let's pick our match of the night. Anyone want to go first? I think it's a three-man, like... I said mine already. Consensus of Cody versus Dustin. Yeah. Without... I mean, you... Giving us your match. That's tough to me. These last three matches were all like any one of them could have been one A, B, and C. Right, yeah. exactly. That's where I'm struggling because I feel like any one of these matches could have been I just match of the night. Love the storytelling in the brothers match. Yeah, that's what put it over the top for me. They told such a story. I just love that we can sit here and I can say three of these matches are easily contenders for match of the night. How about this? We use the and words fantastic pay-per-view. The fact that even the, the buy-in battle royal, yeah. I'm sitting here at some... I have to do the show, I was like, that might have been match of the night. Yeah. Like, there's four matches on this card that I'm completely okay with calling match of the night or close to match of the night. Yeah. Insane. That was fantastic. It was a fantastic I'm ha- show. I'm having a really hard time deciding, but for the sake of unanimous, I'll, I'll go with, with Cody versus Dustin. You can't go wrong there either. No, you can't. It's my only issue was that Dustin did not need the, to bleed that much. The blood wasn't needed, but the <laughs> Simmer Town with the blood guy. The overall story is what put it over yeah. the top for me. Yeah, you're right. They wrote a book in the ring. Mm-hmm. They they did good promo work before. They did great storytelling during. The great promo work after. Full one, circle. One package of Très Magnifique. And they show you what they could do. Under their own banner, what you know they what? can do, you know, on their own without, you know, these, the other place, you these know, were two guys putting that were pigeonholed. Oh. To go off For of decades. that, to go off of that, and to add to the fact that why I'm going to pick this match, I know what Chris can do, I know what Kenny can do, 
I know what the Bucks can do. Yeah. I know. Th- I've seen the Lucha Bros. I've seen all these guys do their thing. I've never seen Dustin Rhodes perform this way. Yep. And because of that, if nothing else, that's going to put me over the top for this match. Yep. So I'm we're unanimous. Match of the night. The Rhodes versus Rhodes. Cody versus Dustin. The Battle of the Brothers. Fantastic match. Now, so about the card. The show as a whole. In a in our traditional Grapples to Apples tope rating system. The first ever AEW. For the first ever AEW show. AEW all or nothing. I say we give it to our guests first. What do you think? Did you say all or nothing? You said all double or nothing. Double or nothing. Botch. I, yeah, I, I, I combined two shows. All in, double or nothing. <laughs> It was a fusion. It's one show. That's why he was eliminated first in the last poker game. Shut your face, hole. <laughs> Let, let's go to the guests. Okay, I'll do mine uh, first. Uh, I I think like a four nine. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, four nine. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you why. I think he's broken the record. Hold on, sure. No, I'll tell you four nine. It's about almost flawless. I from get front this. to back, hey, I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just less jacked apparently, because I didn't know he was jacked. Oh, that boy shredded. So. <laughs> I give it a four nine because from front to back, it was it was beautifully done. The only the only one little thing that I take away from them is their technical issues. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, after that. I thought it was fantastic. Everything from for every match, it began. It had its story in the in the in the middle. It had its, its fun. It, its pops. Its bumps. Its its you know uh, uh, you know. It was great. Every single match was written perfectly, and the the performers performed to their content. They the the company let them go. They did what they had to do. It was beautiful. It was it was a, a, a it was like a beautiful ballet. You know, everybody hit what they were supposed to do. Everybody had their spots. Everybody had their finishers. Everybody had what they were supposed to do, and they did it. They let them go. They didn't talk too much. They were in telling the story. They were out. Next story. In telling the story, they were out. The only problem was the little technical issues, but they're going to iron it out, and it's they're going to take off, and sky's the limit. And 4-9 for me, man, out of 5, because they were... I loved it. I loved the pay per view for their first showing, their, their technical first showing. I, I, I was, I was pleased. I was happy. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So a four point nine topes from Hugo, Tommy boy. Talk to him. So for me, usually I'm just as tough as shades can be. I would usually the technical stuff would knock a point to a point and a half for me. Okay. But because the show as a whole. Every match told that story. They did their work. They didn't insult our intelligence. Mm-hmm. 4.5 solid. Okay. Nice. Good. Wow. They didn't insult our intelligence. They they wow. allowed us to interpret their story without saying, okay, guys, this is what we're doing with this 15-minute promo before yeah. or after the match. Right. This is what we want for you. Instead yeah. of for oh, what do you guys want from us? What yeah. do you like? Okay, so we had a four nine from Google, a four point five from Tommy Boy. I'd like to hear your 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 rating. Okay, normally I'm the last one, but okay. So I usually like to go. I start every pay per view at a five, and then I let them chip away at it, and, and you know, go from there. Technical difficulties, I'll take off like I don't know, like a point two or whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. 
the six woman tag match wasn't crazy about. So we're at a four five. After that, I'm pretty much. I mean, the the best friends and and Helico Jack Evans match wasn't crazy about, but I think that was my fault more than what they actually did in the ring. So with the technical difficulties, the match and a half that I wasn't crazy about, I can't see myself going lower than a four. I'm going to say, especially because their first one out, I'll go four, two, five. Like, anywhere between four and four, two, five. Okay. Anywhere in between. No, that's reasonable. You know what? I'll go four, two, five, flat out. We had the unveiling of the belt. We had, you know, Bret Hart. We had Moxley. We had what seems like, you know, things that are going to set up to the future. We have the main event scene now. The Battle Royal was fun. I'll go four. I'll go four, two, five. Four point two five topes for me for AEW's double or nothing. Shades, two point five. <laughs> 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 Highest rating he can give. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I am a very tough grade. Huh. <laughs> You're like a teacher. The tef- the technical difficulties didn't really weigh in as much as I thought it was going to. All the matches but one, I would say the six-woman tag match was all good except that match. And it wasn't even a bad match. I just thought I could do it without it. Yes. I didn't feel it was needed either. Excuse me. I'm going to give it the highest grade I've ever given anything. Oh, boy. 4.5. Wow. Bum, I think bum, bum. When was the last time that we saw a pay-per-view and they just banged out three straight fantastic matches? Three straight In bangers. a row. Three straight bangers. Yo, like, you're on the edge of your seat. No time to rest because you still got this match. No time to rest because you still got this match. And then at the end of it, you have Moxley coming out. In between all that, you have them unveiling the AEW championship. Bret Hart coming out. That was mage for me. It's <laughs> like, all in all, I mean, I didn't get to see the pre-show, but the main show, 4.5 for sure. Wow. Wow. It's definitely the first time you've had a higher grade than I did. Yeah. That's the first sure. time I heard him say the number four. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even count that high. <laughs> I think the last time you can give a number four is like during the Attitude Era. I think you gave... Maybe. The last time Jeremy, uh, Shades gave a grade anywhere near this high was for Dominion last year. Japanese show. Yeah. But we didn't grade Dominion last year. That's the thing. No, but we just like by we did the year-end awards. Oh, Dominion won. Yeah, yeah. Dominion mm-hmm. was far and away the best show of the year. So to hear you give anything this high of a grade was... Yeah. <laughs> Pinch me, I may not be awake, I'm not sure. 4.5. So that is going to wrap up our episode, our recap and review of AEW's very first pay-per-view. AEW, double, or nothing. Again, fantastic show, start to finish. Try and, you know, watch it if you can. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. If you're not catching us there, you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to catch us on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com or Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples, the number two apples. 
We're hoping to do some Instagram stuff soon, especially because I have a punishment coming up. So for those of you who want to watch me suffer in pain. did just... mention blading before. Shut your face hole. Shut you it. said you do it. Shut your face hole. said you do it. For those of you who want to watch me suffer in pain, whatever we decide for the punishment to be, I'm sure we'll use our Instagram page to do so. Um, we want to thank our guests for being on the show. Our guests, once again, have been... Hugo. And... Tommy Boy, I guess I've been dubbed. So, thank you again to Hugo and Tommy Boy for being on the show. Thank you, guys. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because maybe that's who I is. Joined always by my hetero life mate. The Prophet. Oh, God. No, no, no. I don't accept this premise. I know. I, I like no. it. Gonna be honest, I, no. I like it. I'm a fan. No. I like no. it. No, no. Vince, back you can't show. tell us what to like, Vince. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't don't tell me. Tell <laughs> we like the prophet. prophet. And I kind of want to be back, and I think, you know. I hate my life so much. I hate my life so much. Once again. <laughs> the man of the hour. The man with the power to... Damn sweet to be sour. I beg to differ. Cream of the crop. Not sweet right now. Rise to the top. Your boy, the prophet, cheese. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, someone will be here on Tuesday. It may not be me. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Z-Crest out. Watch AEW. <laughs>